Here's one of our favourite moments from Jason Lawrence. Check out the full show on our podcast feed. Now, yesterday at the end of the show, we got quite an extraordinary phone call. I think it was fair to say all of us had to pick our jaws up off the floor. It, I'm still shocked by this. Have a listen to what happened. Katrina in Box Hill, uh, you've got an amazing story about your brother. What is it? So I was told that he was dying. He was actually placed in palliative care and he was put on morphine to die painlessly. Um, He had septicemia that had seeded in his brain and down his spine. Anyway, um, my sister and I were in there and we just turned off his morphine. We had a room to himself because I was certain he was passing away. And we turned off his morphine and he opened his eyes and he said my name. And I was like, he's not dying. Like, he's not brain dead. Someone who's brain dead doesn't say someone's name. So then we kept turning it off and he kept waking up. And I ended up arguing with doctors saying he needs to be reassessed. And they're like, no, he's not going to survive this. And I'm like, I know he's not brain dead. Anyway, I ended up arguing with them enough. I made them switch off his morphine completely because of next to kin, I could make that call. And then he ended up waking up, sitting up and having a conversation with the doctor. So they were forced to put him back into the ward and treat him. And 33 days later, he was walked out of hospital with no signs of brain injury. Are you... Holy sh... And he's still... He's he's fitting well? Yeah, he's fine. He's back to his annoying self. He's um, absolutely normal. Um, Oh, my God. Katrina, did he say that he... Like, does he remember that time when he was waking in and out of this consciousness? No, he doesn't remember it. It's all very foggy to him. Um, He did actually have brain injury, but he healed from it. So he he wasn't brain brain dead like they thought he was. That is incredible. And dare I say, a book I would buy. Oh, that is a miracle. Mate, he should be releasing a book with a story like that. Let's go straight to Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. More of a TV book sort of movie man as well. That's quite extraordinary though, isn't it? Well, surely the doctors are leaving themselves open to be sued there. I would say that's some kind of miracle. That's not a common story. She saved his life. Jokes aside, how would you feel if you were the doctors? Like you'd walk away going, bloody hell, we were... Maybe I should have Googled it. (laughs) Yeah, we were about to turn that off and and call it a day for him. I think it's also, that's like intuition, sibling intuition. Like, parents say that they have this intuition about their children knowing when something's not right without them. Yeah. That, that's, that's a deeper connection than just thinking, oh, no, I know better than the doctors. God, you'd bring it up in any sibling fights the following years. You'd be like, hey, remember that time I didn't turn off your life support? <laughs> yeah, you owe me. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. I will have the last nugget now, thank you. <laughs> hey, How- how terrifying for that family, though, to think that if they didn't say how they felt, you know, it's one of those things that you think, oh, no, a doctor no, definitely knows better. I'm just going to bite yeah, my yeah. tongue because it's a stupid thing to think. Yep. But she had the courage of her convictions to keep going and going and going. 131065, I would love to hear from people this morning who should be dead. Have you been in a situation where really you should not have survived it? Well, I had a very, very close call when I was four years old and I'll tell you about it after the song, but it is something that is every single parent's worst nightmare. The Jason Lauren Podcast. We want to know on 131065, should you be dead? Yes, yesterday we had an incredible call about this and I said just before the song I had a very near-death experience when I was four years old. I was at a family barbecue at a friend's house. Um, I was four, my brother was two years or a year and a half older than me, he was kicking the footy with his mate. You know, kids outside, playing around, parents inside. Yeah. And they kicked the footy onto the pool 
but onto the pool cover. Oh, Jesus. Swimming pool, it's winter, so there is a fabric pool cover, you know, the ones mm. that roll over. Uh, I chased the footy and fell through the pool cover. So it's suctioned down. Yep. I went in and my dad's friend, out of the corner of his eye, just saw, didn't know what had happened. My brother and his mate didn't notice. They were just playing around. They're only six. My dad's friend, out of the corner of his eye, caught something that didn't seem right. He jumped, walked, ran outside, jumped over the balcony, was about half a story up, jumped down and then saw this hole in the pool with no child. So he'd obviously just seen me disappear. Yeah. And he just jumped in and ripped it. And I was just under... I couldn't get up because I didn't fall through the hole and pop back up. I no, was no, no, stuck yeah, yeah. under the surface. I'm thinking a lethal weapon too when the bad guy falls. Oh. I mean, my parents are inside having a lovely time drinking champagne with their friends. Ch- but thankfully... And if that hadn't have happened, I just... I would have drowned under there. And, and that's the thing they say with drowning. It's... It's a silent killer. You know, you don't hear splashing uh-uh. with kids. You don't hear screaming. It's just silence. Yep, and I was under the cover. And thank Jesus. God, just out of the corner of his eye, he saw me disappear. But it made no splash. It made no noise. Yeah. I was just straight in. My dad, because we had a pool growing up, and it was my dad's biggest fear. He used to be so anal about locking the gate. He'd put a padlock around it. Like well, it's just that's it. And so were we at yeah. this house, but it had a cover on the pool. Yeah. The pool's covered. He can't fall in. And through I went. Yeah. Drowning and drowning stories are just horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. My parents still talk about it to this day as the rawest sense of fear. Yeah, as a parent, you never ever forget had. it. Never had. Yeah. Never. When um, it came to their children. 131065 is our number. We want to know this morning, should you be dead? Mm. The good news is we will have happy endings to these, otherwise they won't be able to read. <laughs> that's you know, that's exactly right. We've got a spirit hanging online too. I reckon we're going to be okay here. Jake, good morning. Something fell on top of you and it nearly killed you. Yeah, when I was probably 18, I was working in my car, in my garage. Um, I was working underneath it at the back of the car um, and as I was underneath it, the jack actually snapped um, and I was lying sideways underneath it where the fuel tank is. Oh, um, and it landed straight on top of me, on top of concrete. Um, and I literally thought I was going to die. I, yep. I stopped, like, seeing things. I couldn't see anything. Oh. It just got really dark. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't scream. And somehow I managed to roll out from underneath it and walk inside. You got out yourself. This, Did anybody know you were in there, mate? Yeah, my sister was with me. She watched it all happen. Oh. <laughs> but offered no help or...? <laughs> Um, she was, like, 14 at the time, so she couldn't really do anything. But also, I think in those moments, it's like flight or... F- what is that saying? Fight or flight. Fight or flight. Yes. And even for the person who sees it, it doesn't seem real. Like, you just... People this, often freeze. And this was two days before Christmas. Oh. Oh, gosh. At 14, they'd be filming it for the talk. You're right, though. These things happen in slow motion. Totally. You often it think, does. You often think afterwards, Jake, how you would react, right? Oh, 100%. And, like, my neighbour ended up coming over because my sister was screaming and carrying on and I'm walking around and there's blood pouring out of my face, my ears, my nose, like everything. Oh, my goodness. How do you reckon you guys would act in a situation like that? Because we all like to think that would be great and would step up. You know what I mean? I think I'm quite good in a crisis. As I was saying, we'd all like to think. I get adrenaline, like, and I go. Yeah, but whether you'd help or you'd just be very good at calling for help. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Either way. Yeah, what about you, Jace? Are oh, you a helper? I absolutely freeze. You don't want me there. <laughs>
Yeah, I reckon you're that as that's, good as dead. <laughs> that's funny, but it's not uncommon. And no, no, no. I'm not taking the piss. I think so people I just, go I know. into like a state of terror yep. and shock, and there's nothing you can do to shake that. Yep, I delegate. Yes, you would. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, guys, I've got to go read the sport. Can someone take care of the dude stuck under the car? You're listening to the Jason Lauren Podcast. Should you be dead? It is unbelievable how many people have called us this morning with near-death experiences. Tia, good morning. I believe you were uh, involved in a real-life Final Destination scene. Oh, God, no. Yes, oh, my God. So I was driving along the highway and there was a log truck a fair way in front of me. Oh, no. So I was just driving at a normal, yeah, normal speed, but trying to, like, fall back behind it. And, yeah, a branch sort of, like, dislodged itself. It smashed through my window. It oh. missed my head, but it hit where my one-year-old usually sits. Oh. So... I was really lucky to, um, and obviously, like, you know, slam on the brakes when it comes through. So I had injuries. I had to be airlifted to Melbourne. Um, But luckily, the two witnesses that saw it were nurses. So they were actually able to keep me calm and help me, like, through it while we waited for the air wing to arrive. It was, oh, oh my God. And all I can think of is my, you know, my kid, who's now a lot older. But, um, yeah, he wasn't in the car, so it was all right. Can I ask, when that happened... Did you, for a second, forget that your child wasn't there and have that pure moment of panic being like... (gasps) Yeah, like that call before, it all goes in slow motion. And so you just have a million thoughts running through your head. Not only is he in the car, like, is it coming towards me? Is it going to go into the passenger side where my hubby would normally be? Like, it was... Oh, it was horrific. um, After seeing that scene in Final Destination, the movie... When the log falls off the log truck, I I don't drive anywhere near those trucks well, now. That's a good question for Tia. Do you has it impacted your driving? Um, yes. Don't get me wrong. Now, even when I'm just around trucks, it doesn't even have to be a log truck. Mm. Um, it's just yeah, I'm I hang back even a lot more mm. than I normally yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't, it helped, but it obviously didn't prevent it last time. Remember, there was that sign. It fell off. I think it might have been on the Monash, like a year or so ago. That oh, lady driving right. along in the whole bloody street sign above her yes, just fell the, down the on the car. Highway sign. Yep. She walked away from that, okay, didn't she? She did indeed. Yep. Amazing. Jessica, good morning. I believe you were allergic to something. What happened? Yeah, so I was about 10 or 11 and I was going in for surgery to get tonsils removed. And back then, my parents didn't know that I was anaphylactic to latex. And obviously, oh. the tubing and stuff that they put down your throat to be put to sleep was made out of latex. Oh. Um, yeah, so my heart ended up stopping and they came out and told my parents that my heart stopped. And my mum was begging for them to keep going and keep going. So they did. And yeah, I'm here today. <laughs> they told your mum your heart had stopped as in that was it. And then she begged yeah. them to start doing CPR again. Yeah, so they kept going. And, Do you know how long um, they did CPR before like you came back? Yeah, about seven minutes. Oh, Jessica. Because you hear stories like that where people are performing CPR for like an hour. And to be honest, so, you know, until you hear that, I always just thought after a couple of minutes, there's no hope. But they always say, keep, keep going until, going. you know, paramedics arrive. Bloody hell. Oh, that's so scary, isn't it? Hey, Jake, good morning. You yep. you How's were working that? on a train line when something happened to you. Yeah, so um, I was in a boom lift on a bridge above doing some um, plumbing works and a train derailed and uh, hit the cyclone wire fence where my boom was parked and then bounced the other way. Oh, Jesus. my God. <laughs> Cool. That so must... If it wasn't for the fence, if I was inside the lines, uh, the boom would have been cleaned up and I would have been flung right across. 
In that situation, Jake, do you finish the plumbing job or do you call it a day? Uh, we ended up calling it a day, so yeah, we come yeah, down. So yeah. my, the two blokes I was working with, they all ran. Uh, when the train derailed, they all ran off, and then the supervisor come over and he said, don't worry about the boys, go home. Oh, I'll that's nice. For the day. That's, Thanks, that's bro. Good of him. That's pretty nice. Goodness me, it is like those sliding doors moments, isn't it, also, where you think, oh, I could have just stood there for another minute or if I had have continued that conversation. God almighty. Wow. You, ch- you change the way you live after that, Jake? You know how people say after a near-death experience they go and, like, you know, make a massive change in their life? Yeah, it was just pretty much, it was one of those things, everything just went full slow-mo and you just go, all right, that's how quick it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> and the next day just wake up and lived your life exactly the same way? Yeah, had to go back to the same site and work on the same position. <laughs> oh, forget that. No, I'd be pulling a sickie. Thanks for listening to the Jason Lauren podcast. For more great content, check them out on socials at Jason Lauren.